What is going on, savages? And welcome back to the Business Savage Podcast. I am your host and your business coach, Cassandra Britton. I am a serial entrepreneur starting my first of four businesses at the age of 19 and have since scaled to six and seven figures. And I am here to spark that hunger inside business owners and reignite their flame to take their business and their mindset to the next level. If you aren't already, please go hit up our new Instagram page. It's at the.business.savage so that you can keep up to date with everything that we're doing to help business owners grow their businesses. And of course, if you've been listening here and enjoying these podcasts, the best way for us to grow is when you share it. So please take a second, text us to a friend or better yet, tag us on your Instagram stories. We appreciate you. Okay. Welcome. Welcome, ladies. It is so nice. I feel like it's still been a while since all the COVID stuff happened. So it's really nice to have everybody together. And I'm a big energy person. So feeling everybody's energy in the room, like I really thrive off of that. So I appreciate you guys for being here. I have had the pleasure of being asked to speak to you guys today about branding. Uh, So today's focus is going to be about branding and about social media. And as most of you know, branding is a very huge topic. So I have done my best to narrow it down to the topics that I think are going to be most relevant and give you guys some tangible takeaways that you can use for today. So let's dive in. First of all, what is branding? How many of you raise your hand if you think that branding is mostly about the design, it's about your logo, it's about your colors, it's about your fonts, it's about what your social media page looks like. Raise your hand if that to you is what branding is all about when you think about branding. Got one, anybody else? Two, okay, it's okay. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay, awesome. So I'm here to change the narrative for you two. <laughs> and I'm deep in it for everybody else. Branding is what people say about you when you are not in the room anymore. Okay, so I really want to expand your mindset about how you think about branding. Because branding is the heartbeat of your business. It is the feeling that you leave your audience with. Okay, when they encounter your services, when they work with you, when they have a conversation with you, when they visit your website and they watch a video, Mandy knows all about this. I've been drilling it in her head. (laughs) It is the feeling that you leave your audience with. It's how somebody feels after they leave your social media page. We all do it. We're all guilty of scrolling through social media, or most of us. We all have businesses, right? I think it's fair to say we all have social media pages and spend time scrolling through. It is that feeling that you are left with after you leave somebody's page. It is how your ideal audience perceives you, right? What they think about you, because we all know that there's haters. We all know that there's people that are going to say what they want to say, but we don't care about those. We care about our actual audience and what they think about you. Without a strong brand, it is very difficult to have a strong marketing strategy. And without a strong marketing strategy, we don't really have much of a business. So this is why I say branding is a heartbeat of your business. Now, some of you have probably heard of this analogy, uh, and I'm going to give it for any of you who haven't heard it before. I want you to think kind of change the narrative of how you think about branding because today it is about you being the lighthouse rather than being the tugboat. So this analogy for me, so many of us in our businesses, we're trying to push people to make a sale, right? A lot of us have a very sales focused approach to how we uh, speak to our audience. Whereas branding, it is about standing true in your vision and your values and what your business represents and what your message is and speaking to your audience and attracting them into you the same way that a lighthouse would attract the boats into a harbor, okay? So today, I've titled this Brand Like a Boss. I thought that that would be, I thought Sam would like that. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to focus on four main pillars. Again, branding is a huge topic. I'm a brand agent. This is what I do. I have a lot of different businesses. 
I've, I've picked the four that I think are going to be most relevant for you ladies and where we're at in our journeys. And I know we're all at different places. How many of you have existing businesses? Raise your hands. Anyone hand up if you are aspiring to be an entrepreneur, but not quite there yet. Okay. So everyone's well into their businesses. Cool. So we're going to talk about your audience. I'm going to talk about your unique positioning, your USP, or for those of you who always are asking me, how do I stand out? There's 17,000 other people doing what I do. How do I stand out in a crowded market? Then we're going to talk about your content strategy. I'm going to give you a couple of tips around content. And then we're going to talk about delivering value instead of having a sales approach with your marketing. How does that sound? Are you excited? Okay. Um, also questions throughout. I know we're kind of on like a pretty tight timeline, so let's hold them all to the end. Um, or maybe when we're networking, if we don't have time. Okay. Um, but please write them down because I would love to answer your questions for you guys. Okay, uh, I don't know if we have time for this, so we're going to stick to the bottom line here and we'll do some of the other stuff after. I want to do a really quick around the room on a scale of one to 10. How confident are you in your branding right now? Like 10 is, I am slaying it. I should be standing here giving this presentation. <laughs> and, and one is, I don't really know where to start and I'm really excited to learn more. So let's start here. A lot of sixes in the room, a lot of fives, a lot of sixes. Um, so what I would like you to do now is keep in your mind one intention as we're going through this presentation of how we can bump that number. Even if by the end of this presentation, you've taken away one thing that makes you feel like, okay, I can implement this and I can confidently move that five to a six or that six to a seven. That would be a beautiful goal, right? We know it doesn't happen from zero to hundred right away. So we just want to work in that 1% increments. I'm going to give you a brief introduction about myself for any of you who don't know me. Um, I'm actually a huge athlete. I started playing competitive hockey when I was three years old. And a lot of people say that's where the intensity or like the savage nature behind my, my business comes from. Uh, I played competitive hockey most of my life. I went to school for business and for sport business management. And then I ended up landing what everybody would think was your dream job for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, right? So I was doing sports sponsorships and working with a lot of the athletes, selling endorsement deals and selling sponsorships and working nine to five and taking the go train and doing all of these things that people thought was this lavish, light, lavish life. And I was freaking miserable. I hated it. I hated every second of it. And as a room full of women, except for Carlos over here, <laughs> you guys know what it's like to be one of you know, many men in a sports related industry. And I had to claw for everything that I was given, every project I was given, my voice wasn't valued and I had enough. One day I decided I'm going to take the risk. I do not know what it looks like. I know I'm going to fall down the whole time, but as long as I'm driven to get back up, which I think I learned a lot from hockey, welcome, welcome, come on in, bye. Uh, then we will we'll be successful and we will figure it out. So this is where CB Beauty was born. Some of you may have heard of the business. We're here in Whitby. I've done lots of permanent makeup leads in the room. Um, close 19 years old, officially I started as a makeup artist and I grew my bridal business. And you know, lots of different steps along the way from starting in my house, like so many of you probably have, to renting a small little room, to a bigger room, to a bigger room, to now our 2,000 square foot studio and training academy. We've trained over 100 students in the brow industry. So that's kind of the vision with CB Beauty. I started a second business, which was Cachelle Couture. It was a product line in the lash industry. But I still really truly, even turning this into a seven figure business, I still did not really understand the power of branding until this business that I'm speaking for you today, which is the business Savage. COVID hit, like it hit with all of us. I don't know if any of you had businesses prior to COVID, but for me, it was about a week of, okay, my doors are shut. I physically can't do these services. What else am I gonna do? Right? I'm going to go back to my knowledge, which was in business and in marketing and in branding. And I'm going to figure out how I can help other people achieve what I was able to achieve. And that's where this business was born. 
Now I've worked with hundreds of different brands to help them grow their businesses, whether it be one-on-one -on -one consulting, coaching, the branding agency, the marketing side of agency, um, boot camps, digital courses, all types of different offers that we have. I have a place down in Austin, Texas that I do a lot of speaking at, which is a whole other conversation because it lights my soul on fire. And now I'm able to travel around the world and do things like this and inspire other entrepreneurs to do the same. Some of the businesses that we've helped, hundreds of different brands help fill their businesses. I also have a podcast. Some of you have listened to it, the Business Savage podcast, free resource for you guys to go get a little kick in the pants. Uh, I try to light that flame, you know, reignite the flame of how to help entrepreneurs grow both personally and of course professionally as well. There's a lot of mindset because as you guys know, a healthy business, it starts with a healthy mind, right? There was two of you that sat, I think, when you said I'm worthy or felt, always felt worthy of the business, right? So there's always mindset stuff that we have to instill in us. And then the last business that I run now, which is, this is my fourth and I'm on my fifth, is Boss Retreat. Some of you have had the opportunity to come to some of our one day events. Yoga, mindset, breath work, reprogramming failures, feeling worthy in our body, feeling worthy of the success that we're all striving for, okay? So that's a little bit about me. These are some of my cop tips or keys or strategies, so to speak, for success. A lot of people say like, how did you do it? What is it? And I'm like, well, you know, it wasn't just one thing. I didn't just snap my fingers and I can tell you it was one specific thing that got me to this level of success. It was really a combination of all of this. So creating a plan. Uh, the first thing is I saw the vision. I saw the future. I really do a good job of connecting with my future self, where I'm going to be in five years and who is that person? And what does she look like? What are the habits that she has? You know, what are the things that she embodies and she believes? Because that's where I'm striving to go. And in order to become something that I've never been, I have to leave behind the version of me that no longer suits that, that version. So creating a plan, believing in myself. We've talked about that. And it was a hundred percent having unwavering faith in myself that I could do it. And I didn't always know what that looks like. Sometimes I don't, I'm stepping into darkness and just hoping that it's going to work. And I know that I'm going to figure it out. So just always having a hundred percent belief in myself. Being resourceful. I wasn't waiting for people to come to me. I wasn't waiting for opportunities to come for me. I was out there finding that. Being like you guys, networking events, speaking, introducing myself, having people be like, nope, you're not ready. You're not fit. I'm like, cool, I'll be back, right? Having that drive inside of you to know that eventually it's gonna work. Consistency, even when you don't want to, even when you're not feeling well, even when you're upset, even when something hasn't gone your way, but being consistent and showing up and showing up for your business. Listening to my audience, which we're going to talk about today, what do they really want? And then the last component is having a really strong brand, right? So everybody knows what it is that we do. But one quick thing that I'd like you to bring in as I go through the rest of this presentation is where are you headed in your business? If you think about five years from now, if you guys haven't done this yet, you need to, right? It's the beginning of a brand new year and it's your opportunity to really decide what do you want for your 2023? What do you want for your 2024? Five years from now, where do you want to be? I like to give the analogy of driving and if we don't have the destination to punch into our GPS, how the hell do I know every turn to make along the way? I don't know where I'm headed. So if we think about that, you wake up every day and it's like, all right, cool, I'm, I'm excited. I wanna work my business, what am I doing? What am I gonna do, right? Like how many of you feel like that? Especially some of our online businesses or you just kind of go through the motions if we're running you know, beauty services. You have clients all day and that's beautiful and that's wonderful, what's next? What happens if your hands break and you can't do a service? What's next? What's your backup plan? Okay, so where is that vision? So the first thing we're gonna talk about is understanding your audience. So how many of you hands up if you know exactly who your audience is, exactly who they are? Hands up. There's no shame if you don't. Most people don't actually, you think you do, but you don't. And that might change by the time I get to the end of these slides. 
So when we talk about your audience, I'm not just talking about the demographics. I'm not talking about their age. I'm not going to see about their sex. I'm not talking about their household income, right? I'm talking about the psychographics because when we brand and market, we want to know all of these types of things, okay? What does your audience actually want? And why are they choosing you? There's probably businesses in here, which I hope we get a chance later to talk about, that are competitors. There's probably people in here who offer similar services, right? But what does your audience want? Why are they gonna choose you over choosing a different business? Why do they need your product or your service? Why are they gonna buy it from you? What will make or break that experience for them? How are they gonna find you, right? What stage in their life are they at? How urgent is this for them? Ultimately, are you guys a match? Because you get to choose your audience just as much as they get to choose you. I hope that that sinks in for some of you guys because we do not need to say yes, ma'am, to every single person that reaches out for business from us. We get to choose our audience as well. So these are questions that you need to ask yourself as you're determining who your audience is. And I want you to start to think of it as almost like their pain points. What is not working for them currently that there is a need for them to come to you? Okay, they, they had a bad divorce. They need to purchase a home. They're, they're needing something really quick. They need your real estate services. They, for me, right? They don't want their eyebrows to wash off anymore. They are in need of having eyebrows done. So everyone needs to be able to think of what are the problems that your audience is facing? And I want you to think of your audience like this. I want you to understand what it is that they are feeling, what it is that they are needing and being able to connect to that rather than just a quick band-aid and trying to sell them an offer. We want to emotionally be able to connect with our audience and tell that story. So they need to cover their gray hairs. They need hair services. They need a bigger house with a pool. They need to buy a new house. They need to grow their business. They hire a business coach. They need to get healthier. They hire a trainer. But what is the need of your audience? Okay. What is not working? Maybe they've tried things before. Mandy in the fitness industry. Maybe they've been to other trainers. Didn't work. What didn't work? Understand what didn't work. Why didn't they like that experience? And how can I elevate that experience for them? Are we going to be a fit? What is holding them back? What is stopping them? And is there no urgency? If the person doesn't have urgency to take action on your offer, likely they will just sit and, and think about it for way too long. The second part of this is what is their dream state? So if they buy your product, if they buy your service, if they come have whatever it is, a treatment done, they, they um, you know, hand over their money to you. What is their dream state from that? What do they want? And how can we make sure that our promise to them is to deliver what it is that they need? Okay, branding is about really being able to connect and build a relationship with your audience rather than just have it transactional. Marketing is about showing your audience that your product or service will fill that need or that pain and get them to the dream state. So this is where they are. This is where they want to be. The solution to get them here is your product or your service. That's what branding is all about in kind of like a, a nutshell. Here's some examples. My problem, my eyebrows wash off in the shower. <laughs> you need permanent makeup. Batteries don't last long enough. Okay, my, my solution for you is longer lasting batteries. It's not rocket science. I'm not an agent, I don't know where to start. Okay, you need a real estate agent course. One of my clients does this. It seems too hard. I'm gonna help you simplify the process. It doesn't always have to be tangible. Depressed, a coaching program that makes you happy. Tried every diet under the sun. All right, I have a foolproof recipe to help get you fit. My stylist can never get my hair right. I deliver that perfect shade of blonde, Chantel. This is her expertise. Jewelry turns my hands green. That's their problem. It happens to me all the freaking time, and now I have to buy expensive jewelry because my hands turn green. So offering a product that won't change you know, the color, right? So we have to know what their problem is. 
When we fully understand what they want, we can tailor our messaging, we can tailor our branding, because branding is not just posting a photo of yourself and hoping someone's gonna be like, oh, she looks cute, I wanna go get services with her. It's about the messaging. It's about how that photo makes them feel. It's about the words that you use to speak to them, to make them understand that you are the best fit for whatever it is that they're looking for. The problem is that most business owners, they're not very clear on their audience. They're not very clear on what their audience actually wants. They don't really understand the pain that they're going through or the things in their life that make them want to experience your service. Uh, and we don't get very, very clear on painting a picture of how your business is the solution to help them get to where they wanna go. That's what branding is all about. And then marketing is diversifying that across a number of different platforms. How you need to start thinking with branding your business and what makes businesses successful is a blue ocean. Where we're sitting over here, we're just like by ourselves, like feeding off the fish and there's no bloodbath because we have created something very unique for ourselves. So this is an entire lesson on its own, but I wanted to bring this in to give some awareness because with the blue ocean strategy, the competition really is irrelevant. It doesn't matter if there's seven other bicycle shops in town, ours does something different. Ours does something unique and we're not trying to compete. We're not trying to copy. We're not trying to do everything that they're trying to do. We're doing something very different and unique. Okay, so this is how you need to start thinking. And how do we do this? It starts with market research. It starts with understanding all of the players in your space. I know every single beauty salon that probably exists within an hour of the GTA. I'm, I'm aware of them and all of the beautiful things that they do. I'm aware of all the other brand agents in my space. I'm aware of all the other retreats that are popping up left, right, and center right? Because we all do something different. We all have a story to tell. So it starts with your market research. This is a really cool exercise that I like to watch some of my agency clients through um, in terms of knowing who is in your space and understanding, okay, what are they really, really good at? They're doing this already. They're owning that space. They're known for this. Okay. What do I want to be known for? I don't want to try to compete. I don't want to just try to steal their Instagram followers and be like, Hey, over here, look at me. Like, we really want to create our own market and let them know what we're excelling at. So where are there still opportunities? Where are they leaving an opportunity that's untapped? Uh, what need from your audience is not yet being met? What want from your audience is not yet being met? And where is there room for improvement? That's a typo. What space can you own and create a unique niche? So an exercise like this, you write down all of the people that you can think of that could potentially be competitors. What are they doing really, really, really well? And where is there still opportunity for me to step in and, and do something a little bit different? Okay, so that's a really great starting point for you. Your USP or your unique selling point is why are they choosing you over hundreds of other businesses that do something the same? Chantal, you're a perfect example. There are a hundred hairstylists in Whitby alone. Never mind if they want to drive 10 minutes to Oshawa or to Bowmanville or to Curtis. They choose you for a reason. And if you're sick, they're like, I'll wait, I'll wait for you, right? That's your ideal audience because they appreciate you, okay? So thanks for you to think about what makes them trust you? What actually makes them trust you? Is it more convenient? Sometimes for people, it's just the parking. Let's be honest. Like, so I was in open a location downtown Toronto and most of my clients were like, yes, what the parking? I won't come because I can't park, right? Number one, are you the number one in your area? Do you have the fastest processing time with your product? Right, when I think about the lash industry, um, are you the longest lasting? Are you the best in the area? Do you have the best results with this? Like, what is it that builds your credibility and your authority? And from that, we want to niche down. And we're going to talk about this in one second. You're not just in the real estate industry. You're not just in the beauty industry. You're not just in the photography and videography industry. You specialize in something very unique. 
Generalists, it's harder for you to scale a business as a fact. It is harder for you to scale your business if you are a generalist. If you are a specialist, I specialize in brows. Do a couple other things, but I specialize in brows. It is easier for you to grow a seven-figure business just doing eyebrows than it is for me to be like, I can tattoo this and this and this and all of these things. Somebody wants someone who's good at eyebrows, right? So it is, it is much easier for you to steer your business if you are a specialist. Um, think about it, if you were to go to a doctor because you needed a surgery and you needed heart surgery, you're not gonna go to a generic doctor, you're going to go to a heart surgeon for a reason. He's a doctor, but he has his name and he specializes. Candy industry is not a niche. Specializing in recovering chemotherapy patients that are looking for a natural result, that's a niche. Fitness is an industry, it is not a niche. Helping new moms lose their baby weight, that is a niche. For us, we have an entrepreneur life. We paint the life of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I give business and branding tips. That's one of my, mod or my pillars. We talk about some of our offers, the way that we can help people. We talk about time management productivity. I talk about the Business Savage podcast and episodes that are out there. We talk about having a savage mindset, and then I talk about my client success that sets and goes and wins. Those are the pillars. So as long as we're hitting one of those pillars, I'm sharing consistent information with my audience that is going to be relevant to them, and I'm not just pulling something out of what field and hoping that they're going to resonate with it. Your content should be one of these three things. So think about this as you're posting. It's usually either educational, it's inspirational, or it's entertaining, or it's a combination of all three. And it really depends on your business and your vibe. Educational content is gonna be the most effective in translating to business for you, hands down. So I can tell somebody how much I know about something, or rather than just seeing a picture of something, if I listen to you talk about it for five seconds and realize how much you actually know about that topic, that's instant trust that instantly starts to build a relationship with why they want to choose it, right? Or maybe they don't, we don't find this to you, then that's okay too. Your bio, so you guys can take a picture of this quick. All of you, if I went through under bios, I bet you I could rewrite them and revamp them. Your bio, uh, it needs to be very, very, very crystal clear to your audience what you do. So it's not like listing off 17 services that you offer, but it's like that transformation statement. You know, I help women get confident in their bodies, right? Not to be a fitness sham. So uh, I have 17 certifications, I have 13 years experience, I worked with 100 clients, but brand myself 6,000 eyebrows, whatever that is, right? We wanna build that credibility. And then there should also be a call to action. What do you want them to do from visiting your page? Nothing to make an appointment. Do you want them to check out something? Do you want them to go to your website? Do you want them to read an article? They don't know unless you tell them. So what is it that you want them to do? There always needs to be a call to action. Video, video, video is king. Okay, they need to hear your voice and they need to hear you sharing more story. So there's a lot of ways around that, but I cannot tell you enough if you're not on video, short form video, reels, educational video, in 2023, you will notice that your views are going with this and you will also notice that result in your business as well. Um, your, con or your audience isn't watching your content if you're also not giving them a reason to. So this goes back into talking about having a really strong hook. You have 2.7 seconds when somebody comes to your page, when they see your website, when they see your content. 2.7 seconds is the average amount of time someone spends on a website before they click off the bat. You have 2.7 seconds for them to say, cool, I'll keep watching. Oh, okay, I'll keep watching. Oh, what's over here? Right, we have to keep their attention. But they're not gonna do that if you're not telling them, it's not resonating with their pain, they're not seeing the dream future and working with you, they're not getting inspired. So I'm gonna give you guys all, I'll send this over to Stan and she can make sure everybody gets this, a copy of her book of 50 hooks. It's a, a, a pamphlet basically of 50 starting point hooks that you guys can all start to use in your content and your marketing plans that will help you guys grow. Determine your content pillars and having a video strategy is your homework here. And I'm gonna go a little bit faster because I know we're down for time. 
Number four is delivering value and building trust. We have to build what's called the like, know, and trust factor. Your audience won't buy from you if they don't like you. Number one, if they don't like you, they're not gonna give you their money. Number two, they have to feel like they know you a little bit. They know your story, there's connecting point. Her story is my story, I can resonate with that. I resonate with some of her struggles. She did it, I can do it. Takes an average of seven times before they even wanna buy from you, right? So we have to do a really good job in our content of showing them that they like us, that they can get to know us and that they're gonna be able to trust us. So that has to come through in your content. So don't just assume that they know who you are and what you do. We have to tell them and we have to tell them and we have to tell them. It takes an average of seven times. So as much as we possibly can. And then relatable. If I can give you one tip to your content, let's make sure that it is relatable to your audience. Not to everyone out there and trying to please every person because that is not our goal, but to your brook, to your avatar that we wrote in the first section. We have to create content that is going to be able to speak to her. And social proof is huge, testimonials, videos, as much as you can, start trying to build relationships with your clients. That's what turns into long lasting business transaction that leads to referrals, that leads to referrals, that leads to one day you're on a beach drinking a margarita and you're still making money, right? It comes from long-term lasting relationships. So the homework from that is listing out 10 pieces of value that you were going to, sorry, I know some of you were trying to take a picture, 10 pieces of value that you're gonna share with your audience. And I'm wrapping things up here with email marketing. How many of you use email marketing in your businesses? Okay. Next boss babe brunch, I would love all of those hands up. Email marketing is going to convert at 4,200% compared to social media. I bet you everyone in here is on social media and over half of you did not raise your hand for email marketing, yet it will convert more money for your business if you are involved in email marketing regularly. And that's not a monthly newsletter going out. That is regular value building and not just here's my offer, here's my offer, here's my offer, make an appointment, here's my opening. It is telling them why they need you, how they can learn to trust you and building that relationship with them. What's regular? Like once a week? At least. Oh, okay. Yeah. Value. Not selling, it's value. Um, you don't own your followers on social media. I had 22,000 followers on my last Instagram account. I woke up one day and the account was gone. I still can't get it back. Had to start from scratch. So we do not own our social media, but you own your email marketing list. So keep that in mind. We also can ensure that it goes directly to their mailbox or their spam folder sometimes, but it's in their inbox. And they have the opportunity to decide if they want to read that or if they're not. But they have raised their hand at some point and said, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. I'm going to sign up for this. Whereas social media, we don't even know if they're seeing it. I have so many clients that will post something and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I posted it on social. I'm like, great, three people saw it, right? So keep these things in mind. Well, savages, that is all that I've got for you guys for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as always, please share this on your social channels and tag us on our new Instagram so that our followers can find us again. It's at the.business.savage. I appreciate you. Go slay your day. And remember, a savage doesn't let anyone or anything stand in their way. They can get knocked down, but they will always get back up. Keep on fighting. Peace, guys.